many of us have grown up with the idea that I'm going to be self-made, right? I'm going to move into the space, especially when you've gotten through the, the idea that, okay, I can start this thing. I can actually do it, right? The first model that comes up is the hustle and grind story. Honestly, as a daughter of Nigerian immigrants, this is what resonated culturally with me, right? It's like, I'm going to make it through. I'm going to bootstrap. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to figure out the money and I'm just going to go little by little and get what I need. This is what my parents went through, right? But really thinking about kind of like that story kind of resonating, especially with, I would say, our people, Black people in general. However, you know, it's also this idea where this like almost negates this story of being self-made. No one can give you money. You know, that's the easy way out, quote unquote. You know, why not? Why can't somebody get, why can't we do this easier? You're listening to the Melanin and Medicine Podcast where we help Black women in medicine to successfully create, build, and grow their own mission-driven companies that change the world. I'm your host, Dr. Molara Thomas Umamedimo, pediatrician, wife, mom of two, advocate, former professor, and a proud introvert with a mild Twitter addiction. After losing the ability to walk and being diagnosed with an autoimmune brain disorder in 2019, I decided to finally stop normalizing my life of struggle and self-sacrifice and start living in my purpose. In less than two years, I've founded and grown two social impact businesses to the multi-six-figure mark, and I'm on a mission to help more Black women use entrepreneurship as a tool to help us live braver and bolder lives that create life, legacy, impact, freedom, and ease. On this podcast, my guests and I will share our unique stories and lessons learned as we continue to scale our companies and live life on our own terms. We hope you get inspired, get a plan, and get to work. Welcome to the Sisterhood. Hey, Mavens, how are you? Welcome, it's Dr. O. I am back with another episode, and guys, it's Sunday, okay? So I'm gonna be extremely real with you. We are a pretty well-oiled machine in terms of this podcast, so Basically, I think one of the things that has been helpful in this podcast journey has been being able to, you know, do a lot of content, batch that content, give that to you. And then God is always trying to mix it up. (laughs) Okay. Let me know if any of you have this testimony where God is trying to mix it up and be like, nope, you're going to wake up and you're going to record this. And I was just like, but no, we have it already planned that no and that's not a good move not a good look to be in your bed arguing with God so here I am on Sunday morning recording this podcast for you particularly because I hope it is going to open some of your eyes it definitely opened my eyes as I was just writing down some notes about what it was that God told me to say to you all today but first and foremost I am just super excited that you are here supporting, loving. If you have not been following any of us on social, any of our channels on social media, please make sure you do follow us at Melanin Medicine Co. on Instagram. You follow us at Medicine Medicine Co. on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Find us at Melanin Medicine and you can do the same on Twitter. Please do because we love you guys. We want to be able to connect with you and 
Also, just so you know, we have our collective, which is our free Facebook group, where we actually do mini trainings every Monday. And so you get this in the podcast, right? But then you get some additional good education inside of the Facebook group. So if you are not in the Facebook group, that's not good. That's not a good look. So basically, (laughs) go to Facebook. If you don't have Facebook, just open Facebook and just go to the group, okay? You don't got to do anything else because I know it will bless you. So make sure you look for Melanin Medicine Collective or you can follow us through the show notes. Just go to bit.ly forward slash Melanin Medicine Group, okay? Outside of that, let us talk. We have a lot to talk about today. I have a question for you. I'm going to talk about dreams today, okay? I am the CEO and founder of Two Dreams, right? Which are now businesses, but all businesses start as dreams and ideas. And so ultimately, I want to talk a little bit about dreams because I am being called to a mission. I first called it, now I realize it's a ministry to help us to answer this question. What if you could start your dream? with six figures of money instead of starting your dream and trying to hustle and grind to get <laughs> that six figures to really create the, the idea that you have, right? This came out to me because there are so many of us as Black women who are working so hard, my hand is raised by the way, in institutions and are building amazing things. I will tell you that I've been in academia for so long, became an associate professor. And during that time, I didn't know I was, but I was an entrepreneur. And I feel like there are so many of you who are listening who are entrepreneurs. And then there are as many of you who are already in the entrepreneurship journey. And I'm talking to both of you, both of you. I'm talking to the entrepreneurs who are changing the game, creating these like amazing almost mini centers and and programs and projects and then really thinking that in order to build this thing that you want to build that you have to do it in there like there's no other choice we thought that and then our institution was like no we're not building it and we were like well we still want to do this so it looks like we're gonna have to separate It's so funny because I think that that slowed us down in terms of not even thinking that we could potentially create the business that we created. And I'll tell you more about this without like having a healthcare facility or some kind of organization, right? To be able to be there. And and a lot of you are sitting on things, are actually creating things that you can build and create legacy with and actually do in a much more beautiful way because without the pressure and the constraints of an institution saying, okay, no, I can't do it this way or I can't do it that way. That's the first thing I want to share. The second thing I want to say is for the entrepreneurs, those of you who are paycheck to paycheck, right? Or I should say client to client, okay, (laughs) who are like looking at those numbers as someone else who is in that space, who is like always in my account, right? In my looking at and seeing, okay, where are we at with our revenue? Being able to think about what if I had a dream of the people I wanted to serve, right? Not just the people who I think will give me money, but the people who I want to serve 
and being able to think about how could I actually serve them and get stable money to build that out and do it the right way. And bring in, of course, more revenue, more money, six figures at a time. So many of you are like, Omala, what you talking about, Willis, right? For those of you who do know the different strokes reference, I do realize that our listener audience (laughs) runs the gamut. But yes, those of you might be giving me a Gary Coleman, what you talking about, Willis, face right now. So let's get into this episode. Let me tell you two stories, two stories about two businesses and a little girl named Omolara. Okay. Yes. She could or could not be me. You'll see whether or not. So little Omolara (laughs) wanted to start a business to support black women in medicine and she had no money to start it. So she spent what she had already in her bank account to start the process of getting marketing, starting to figure out marketing, figure out how to create things, you know, that she thought Black women in medicine needed, things now that will never see the light of day. And she spent that money trying to figure out also the best way to sell it, doing webinars and launches and doing workshops, sending emails and and using different tech platforms and trying them out giving money to different people who could schedule social media, create social media for her to get her business out. Doing this all from her bank accounts. <laughs> and she delivered, right? Delivered slowly but surely, was able to find people and delivered what she could with the money that she had and the time that she had. Because of course she was doing all these other things. She was stressed. But this was her mission. And because she knew that this had to support her, she was shifting if it looked like that money wasn't coming in. And she was not really testing strategies very for very long because we just had to make sure, right, that the money was coming in. She did test some strategies. She was able to find something that worked over some months, okay? And then... She was able to pay her bills, but she always had to make sure that all that tension of, is the money running out? Do I need to stay this way? Do I need to shift to something different? She finally figured out the formula in the nick of time because she wanted to leave her her job and actually be able to pay what she made at it. And by the end of the year, through a lot of trials and tribulations, And a lot of money that went into things that would never see the light of day. But she was finally able to end her year as a multi-six-figure business owner. The end. Beautiful story, right? I didn't mention that she also got coaching, which is probably the most important thing, the most important lever that took her from just spaghetti on the wall to (laughs) actually moving into what she needed to do and what she was called to do. So let me tell you another story. Little Omolara has another idea. Now, y'all, Little Omolara is a born ideator. She has a lot of ideas. And anyone who has worked with me or has known me throughout my life will know that I am not at a loss for this. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. Like some of you may be also born ideators. But I digress. Let's get back to the story. So second story, little Omar has an idea. She tells 
two trusted friends that idea who she's known for years and also have been frustrated with this problem. The problem is that she sees people who she cares for inside of institutions and facilities who aren't getting the care that they need and the care that they deserve in terms of health care. So she maps out the idea exactly what it would look like, the dream of what it would look like to create a healthcare space where care was delivered the way that she thinks it should. And she also mapped out what is it that they would need in order to build it. So as they did this mapping out, they decided that this was not going to happen with a bootstrap budget. They were going to need six figures of money to make it happen. So first thing that they do to make their dream happen is they set a deadline to get this money to make it happen, okay? They now identify who are people with money and or resources who can help them to make this dream happen. They found resources, who organizations who had the people and had the space, and they found organizations, different organizations, that had money and wanted to spend it on serving the people who they wanted to serve. They tell people about their plan, okay, those specific people, and apply for grants, awards, other funding streams like that. As they have the discussions, they make tweaks to the idea, but because they have a deadline, they don't stop. And then they find the organizations that are interested in it, who can provide resources and money. They get the resources and the money about $125,000 to start, and space, not mutually exclusive, and space, and clients of that organization, of the other organization, and they build it. These are the two stories. At the end of that year, because they pretty much got a six-figure award, right? No loans, no debt. They started their business as a six-figure business. All right, real talk. So everyone's told you how lucky you are. You overcame all the obstacles as a Black woman to become a doctor. You're excellent at your craft. You built a great reputation for yourself in your career. And your family and friends always tell you about how proud you must be at what you've accomplished. But right now, no matter how much you try to ignore it, you know there's something missing. You know you are meant for more. Let me know if this is familiar Right now, you're an amazing doctor, but you feel drained in your work or aren't sure how long you can continue. You achieve so much, but somehow you still feel unfulfilled. Or you're unable to do the things you love because you're consumed by your work, most of which you aren't that passionate about anymore. And sometimes you even lay awake thinking about your great idea, but then dismiss it as unrealistic. But imagine if you could do the work that you love that invigorates you instead of drains you. Create work where you finally have some flexibility on how you spend your time and have the space to do the things you enjoy. You could stop dreading the work week and you could create the impact that you want without being put in a box. And what if you can make income that surpasses your salary and doesn't require you proving to someone that you're worth it? You know you need to do this, but you keep telling yourself entrepreneurship is too risky and you're not cut out for it. You have so many other things to do Or you know what you want, but you don't have the clear plan and don't have time to put together a strategy. And you definitely don't have the support system 
or the people you need to help guide you in this journey. And you might have to learn new skills and new information and just is going to be too much. Well, I think that you're settling for good enough and it's time to transform your purpose into a profitable business and create the impact, the income and freedom you were meant to make. So I want you to check out our Purpose to Profit Incubator, the only business incubator specifically for Black women doctors that provides integrated coaching, classes, combined with a safe community of aspiring Black women doctor entrepreneurs. And in 12 weeks, we help Black women doctors take their idea to income and build the foundation for a profitable and scalable business. This is not too good to be true. It exists. And I want you to apply so that we can figure out how you can turn your purpose to profit. Make sure you check out the link at bit.ly forward slash purpose to profit apply. That's bit.ly forward slash purpose to profit apply. I look forward to looking at your application and seeing how we can support you in building your table. In the words of June Jordan, like a lot of Black women, we've always had to invent the power our freedom requires. Talk soon. All right. So you hear two models here, right? And these are two true stories. Yes, the Omolara you are hearing in the story is actually me. And the first story is how I built Melanin and Medicine, which many of you know, because this podcast is an outward extension of Melanin and Medicine, where we support Black women in medicine to live purpose-filled lives and walk into their power and pivot into that, into profit and peace. And the second story is about my baby and my co-founders, Drs. Nicole and Suzette Brown's baby, right? The baby has three moms. This is the story of Strong Children Wellness. If you don't know about Strong Children Wellness, you better know about Strong Children Wellness. We are a innovative healthcare practice where we actually build primary care into community organizations to have a holistic and provide holistic care. So we address physical health, mental health, and social service, unmet social needs. And so this is our baby in New York, and we already have now opened We're opening another hub. We have one hub in Queens and we're opening another hub and we have two other contracts that we provide services for and get contracted dollars to do so. So you can hear Strong Children Wellness and Melanin Medicine. You can hear how both of them use different models to grow to multi-six-figure businesses. Strong Children Wellness, we have continued on that path of getting funding, getting funding, getting funding, and it's been great. And Melanin and Medicine, we had continued on a path of what I would say is the more traditional, which is like you're making money and then you're investing it back into the business. <laughs> then you're making money and investing it back into the business, trying to make sure the cash flow is okay. And with the grants as well, you're doing that in Strong Children Wellness model. But there's a certain ease of knowing that, hey, I have this cash injection, this huge cash injection that I can start with and really build out my strategy and I can continue to get those kind of cash injections. Very different model. One is the build, fund, grow model. And I think there are many people who are changing the game around this, who are showing people how to build, how to bootstrap is what people usually call it, where you're basically making money 
by starting the process and then taking whatever little that you make from that minimum viable idea that will sell and then now reinvesting that to grow it and then sell a more optimized product, right? However, what I've been finding is not many people are talking about the fund build grow model. And I have to say, when I think about <laughs> what which one is a little bit more stressful, hands down, it's the build fund grow model, right? That's where you see the hustle and grind entrepreneurs. And, you know, even if you're at the point where you don't have to hustle and grind anymore, it's kind of what we've been taught is the entrepreneur story. However, I think that one is kind of a small business story and then one is kind of a startup story, right? And many of us are ignoring kind of the idea that is our work actually a potential startup? Meaning that is it something that actually can get funding because of the fact that it's so either innovative, it's a category of one, it's something that people want to fund. And when we kind of isolate or let's say not isolate, but when we look at just one model and don't consider the other, we're doing ourselves a disservice. And I want to talk about how monumental this disservice is just really quickly. So one of the things that I think is really important is the fact that many of us have grown up with the idea that I'm going to be self-made, right? I'm going to move into the space, especially when you've gotten through the, the idea that, okay, I can start this thing. I can actually do it, right? The first model that comes up is the hustle and grind story. Honestly, as a daughter of Nigerian immigrants, this is what resonated culturally with me, right? It's like, I'm going to make it through. I'm going bootstrap. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to figure out the money and I'm just going to go little by little and get what I need. This is what my parents went through, right? My parents worked in factories initially when they came, even though they were nurse and engineer, but then they were able to rise and now, you know, doing well. My mom's a serial entrepreneur. My dad's like retired with his pension, but really thinking about kind of like that story kind of resonating, especially with, I would say, our people, Black people in general. However, you know, it's also this idea where this like almost negates this story of being self-made. No one can give you money. You know, that's the easy way out, quote unquote. You know, why not? Why can't somebody get, why can't we do this easier? I've always talked about this question that I ask my clients to say to themselves when I'm doing coaching. And I'm like, is there an easier way to do this? Because we completely will go straight to the one that is absolutely the most difficult way <laughs> of doing something. And so I always say, is there an easier way to do this? Is there? Is there possibly? Right. And so I want you to think about the fact that maybe for you, the fund build grow model might be an easier way to do this. And I'll let you know, don't worry, listen to the end. I'll let you know why I'm talking about this. Because you're like, oh, why, why is she getting into the weeds with this? But first thing, I want to just shake you. I want to shake your mentality right now really quickly with just a little blurb. So I was reading, you know, as I was thinking about this podcast, I wanted to start to look into funding, right? And most of us have heard about venture capital funding, just so we're clear, I'm not talking about venture capital funding per se, because I am really at the space where in the beginning, I want us to think about how we can keep our ownership of our company. Yes, I do know people are like, look, 
Do you want 100% of zero or 30% of something, right? But I do think that there's this interim, which I'm going to talk about over the next weeks about different types of funding that don't dilute your ownership of the company, right? And still give you substantial amounts of funding that you can work with. So we're going to talk about that over these next weeks or so. We are basically going to be doing for this whole, you know, month, Dreams with Deadlines series. We're going to be hearing about me talking about funding and how do we get our dreams to actually grow as black women. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So in the interim, I wanted to share this. So there's this Project Diane, which was a specific, what was it? A biennial report on the state of black and Latinx women founders by organization, by this organization called Digital Undivided. Okay. But while this is a, you know, small sample was about 650 black and Latinx female founders, what they found was, (laughs) okay, I'm going to read this. It's survey founds that black and Latinx women combined received just 0.64% of total, not even 1%, Okay, of total venture capital investment between 2018 and 2019 for a total of 3.1 billion. Okay, and then 0.27% went to black women, 0.37% went to Latinas. Okay, so yes, these are point. I'm not even talking about 1%. This is 0.2%, 0.3%. This is extremely important because as we think about that in comparison to that 2.7% of venture capital went to female only founding teams across the board in 2019. So of that 2.7%, like we got one tenth. I don't know. I can't do math right now, but I think that's right. It might not be, (laughs) but we've gotten that little right as black women. And this is not to say that all of us are looking for venture capital funding, but I believe that the same model, the same idea of not drastically kind of like looking at, do I have to take out a loan as the only way when there are funds out here, specifically as Black female founders and specifically in a time like this. And so I want you all to start thinking about I have homework. What is the idea in your head that you keep saying, if I only had the money, I would do it. I would, I would do it. I would march out if I only had the money. Okay. The second thing I want you to ask is that idea going to help a specific group of people that other, that other people are interested in or want to help. Okay. So, for example, Strong Children Wellness, we knew it was a potentially fundable idea because we wanted to ensure that low-income black and brown kids and their families were able to get equitable and just care, okay? And we knew that there were people in this world who wanted that to happen, okay? So I want you to ask yourself those two questions. What is the idea in your head that you keep saying, if I only had the money, I would move it forward, Right. And then is that idea in any way able to be able to support certain people that actually need a change, a social change in their lives? Right. Is it able to support people? This does not have to be health specific, but I really hone in, of course, on healthcare because that's where I'm coming from. Right. 
But we have some people who, and, and our clientele, who want to do photography and really want to support photographers, you know, f- support healing through art. These are the kinds of things that we don't even, even consider for funding. But there are people who are like, oh my gosh, I would love to fund something like that, right? And we're not showing up. And that money, to be very honest, is going to the people who have benefited the most from affirmative action, white women, okay? (laughs) All right. It's going, of course, to white men, of course. But then white women are in there, as you can see, from the 2.27 and the 0.37 that we have, but there's a full 2.7%. I know these numbers are like, oh my God, these are sad. They are sad, but you can see that difference, right? And so I think it's extremely important for us to say, do I have something that I don't have to spend the money while I'm actually paying either loans for my educational debt, right? Or that I have to now interrupt the legacy building that I'm doing and create new loans to build this business. There are other options and I want to make sure that we're tapping into them. Now, I will say the build, fund, grow model of how melanin and medicine exist today is something that can be done. But I will tell you, Okay, it has not been easy. It still isn't easy. And I think if I had even considered these questions for melanin and medicine, like who would fund this kind of idea? How could I put it out? And I'm, it's stuff that I'm doing now at the back end now to think about this. And I think that it's really important for when I'm learning something through my journey, how do we do this? And I do know some of you probably are like, but finding funding and getting funding is hard. Don't worry. We have a little surprise for you. Okay. We have a little surprise for you. So so first and foremost, I want you to write this dream down after you tick through those two questions. And we're going to be starting, like I said, this dreams with deadline series. We're going to be talking about funding businesses, then building and growing them. And we're going to talk about your dreams. All right. And what are the different opportunities to fund Because once we have that funding, it becomes easier and a lot less stress to now think about how do we build it, right? I mean, y'all ever see why like a lot of these like white men look comfortable as entrepreneurs? I know that everyone's working hard, but they look a little more comfortable. It's because someone gave them some money to move it forward. (laughs) Not all of them, of course. But, you know, it's very helpful to be able to start and be like, okay, here's the amount of money. That I'm going to use and budget to get started. Now, like I said, there are other methods that we're not going to be talking about. We're not going to be talking about loans because that's putting your credit and your legacy at stake. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about venture capital. That's putting your ownership at stake. And that may be something that you want to do as you grow and look into that. But we're not talking about that. Okay. We're going to talk about some other stuff. And you're going to have to tune in next week, the week after that, and the week after that to hear how we do that. Now, why am I even doing this? I told you from the beginning, God woke me up and he said, well, I got to talk about this. And we've been in the background planning about this shift that we're making. And we are starting this journey with our Funding Your Healthcare Vision Summit on December 4th. Okay. Yes, I said it. 
we're doing a summit December 4th. You all are the first to know if you're listening to this today, okay, on November 10th, the day that this is dropping. We are going to have early bird VIP tickets available only for you all who are listening because this is going to be the only place that we let people know about these tickets, okay? (laughs) If you text us, actually the word summit, okay, S-U-M-M-I-T, to 516-855-3557, that's our number, that's our melanin medicine number. If you text the word summit, we will be share. we're adding you to a list and we will be sharing our special discount checkout page for the summit just for y'all because we love you. Okay. And we know that if you did all that, you tech, you put the six letters in and you press the send button, we're going to reward you. Okay? <laughs> okay. And so I am super excited to talk about this. I would love for you all to, you know, send me DMs. I'm on every platform, Omolara, O-M-O-L-A-R-A. You know, you can find me Dr. Omolara on Twitter. You can find me Dr. Omolara on LinkedIn. You can find me as Omolara Wemadimo on Facebook. And of course, Dr. Omolara CEO on Instagram. Just DM me and let me know what you thought of this episode. If you're excited about the next three weeks the series that we're going to be doing. And, you know, you can also, of course, be like, I want to get to the summit. Let me know. I'm just really excited to communicate with you. As you can see and hear the excitement in my voice, this has been something I've been sitting on. And I'm I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus, for <laughs> waking me up and saying, you know what? We're going to interrupt the pattern and we are going to start sharing about this now and get ourselves ready to fund build and grow our dreams into amazing, amazing transformational healthcare businesses for those people who were called to serve. Okay. And so super excited. I hope this was helpful for you. Please make sure to share this episode with a friend. Do not keep the goods to yourself. Make sure you share this episode with a friend. Make sure that you can tell your friend, Hey, don't forget to text this summit to this number because it's going to be on and popping. Our summit is going to be amazing. We're going to be talking about funding, building, growing, we're going to have my co-founders, we're going to have a few speakers who have funded and kind of like now looking at how their businesses have completely changed their lives. And so I'm super excited to have you all there. And other than that, don't forget to rate and review us. You guys on Apple Podcasts, please know that if you don't rate or review us, like we just stay in the background, just twiddling our thumbs and we need to get to as many black women in healthcare as possible. So please do that for us. It doesn't matter. Just as anything that you can write, we will be super appreciative. Other than that, I'm going to see you next week for our next episode of the Dreams with Deadline series. Okay. Take care. Bye.